0: You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hi, Mickey. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay.
1: Good. It's not as hot here as it is everywhere else. Congratulations. So We're basking in beautiful weather. Uh, so today's Thursday. We should have said that
2: last week. We're recording on Thursday this week, and we did last week. In case there's any big story we missed that breaks on Friday, we're gonna, this we're probably miss,
1: won't persist, but we don't know what's that. Okay. We're gonna miss the big Tucker Carlson debate, which isn't really a debate; it's just him interviewing candidates, Suryatem
2: on Twitter. So,
1: no, in Iowa, oh. the crucial first caucus in the nation state. Wait, um,
2: who who's going to be there? Well, actually, you know what? Um, my the news quiz I'm going to lead with may may lead uh, toward this. Okay. Shoot. Your news quiz has four, four parts. Okay. Okay. We'll get back to Tucker one way or
0: complicated.
2: It, it, and it's going to get worse uh, in, in coming weeks. So I'm going to give you a part of a headline. You're going to tell me who it refers to. It's one of those headlines that like so-and-so on so-and-so quote, like Bob on Mickey quote, nice guy, not that bright or something. Right. that kind ka- right, That kind of right. format. I'm not going to tell you the first part. I'm just going to tell you what's in quotes, and then you tell me who it refers to. Okay, here's what's in quotes. They can smell a loser.
0: Now, who is the loser, and who is they? Donor is Ron DeSantis. One for two. It was the Murdochs, who I guess
2: are potential donors, so let's give you full credit. Ron DeSantis smells like a loser, Mickey. That hurts, I know. They're they're idiots. Okay. It's a, this is a Rolling Stone headline, and know yeah, Rolling Stone, it's they, not exactly. They
1: want Glenn Youngkin, and they want uh, immigration amnesty, and DeSantis isn't going to give it to them. So Okay,
2: before we get back to that, part two of the news quiz, um, who said this, or wrote this? Politics and hard news are inevitably going to show up, but we're not going to do anything to encourage those verticals.
1: Uh, a guy named Mosseri, who is a whoa, big walker at Threads, and they later tried to walk it back. But first thought, most accurate thought, he doesn't want politics on the site. All the liberals who think Threads is going to be their political salvation are barking up the wrong tree. They're going to get celebrity videos from influencers and creators and it's going to be a pile of crap like Facebook and Instagram.
2: I can't believe you even knew the guy's name. So he's the guy who runs
1: well for one I had thing, had Instagram, right but here. also Threads. Had, are you hacking right
2: my my computer? Are you part of a massage no, operation? One things, it
1: was one of the things I wanted to talk about.
2: Whoa! So we'll get back to that. Okay, you're killing it. You're two for two. Uh this one you uh, you should, I think if you're a, if you're a, an attentive news consumer, you should get this one. Who called
0: what, quote, unprecedented and absurd God, there's so many things that are like that,
1: well, yes, it's probably but... foreign probably foreign policy because that's yeah. you haven't had one lately. Uh cluster bombs.
2: No, that's a good example of something we missed by virtue of taping last Thursday. We may come back to those. Uh, I'll give you the full quote. It's unprecedented and absurd when a time frame is not set up, either for the invitation nor for Ukraine's membership. Oh, there's Zelensky
1: complaining about NATO.
2: Zelensky complaining. He wasn't. He wasn't right about unprecedented because this is what they did in two thousand eight. I mean, with some variation, but the, the 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 this is what set us on the current path. Uh, the idea of vaguely promising this thing that may or may not happen. Final, final uh, question. Um, and you still have a chance for, you know, getting like a B plus.
0: Uh, but this one's tough. This one is tough. Uh, here's the quote. As many commanders of regiments
2: and divisions said today, our army was not broken through the front. But our most senior commander hit us in the back, thus treacherously beheading the army in the most difficult period. You don't even know his name. It's somebody complaining about Purgosian, but I don't know who it is. No, it's not, actually. It's somebody who sounds remarkably like Purgosian. It is this general pop I think this is the biggest story out of Ukraine over the last oh, this few is, days. This is Spartacus. Uh, I guess. I, I haven't seen that movie. What does Spartacus do?
0: Uh, I don't know either. It's, it's, he, he hangs by a cross on the Appian Way, I believe. hmm. But, um, and, uh, yeah. who
2: plays Spartacus Kirk uh, Lancaster? Doug, oh, Bert Lancaster. Okay. I digress. Jeez. So th- this is, uh, this is a, uh, a, a two star Russian general named Popov, who was, uh, commander of the 58th Army, which is right on the front there in Zaporizhia. And is big. I mean, if he's a two star, I got to figure, you know, this is tens of thousands of men he's commanding. And what happened was he got relieved of duty and then said, went through and said, well, what happened was he was listing his grievances to, it was either Gerasimov or Shoigu, but anyway, one of Prigozhin's targets, right? And, right. exp- and and complaining that they aren't getting the support we're not getting the you know certain things about artillery and on, and on and on and on and on and it's tough up here and then they they fired him they 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 uh they relieved him of duty and now so now he is kind of rebelling against the exact same guys progosian was rebelling against and as sam cherub said on twitter he's at the rand corporation this pop off story is in some ways far more damaging for Russian morale than the entire Progozhin episode, since the latter was always outside the chain of command. It does seem
0: weird. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it suggests, I, too- you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I mean, it suggests, first of all, the things are
2: tough on the front, you know, for, uh, you know, the Ukrainian offensive itself doesn't look to be doing any better than it was last week. Uh, and, You know, incremental gains uh, up north. The Russians are gaining ground. I think uh, you know, north of Bakhmut, uh, in uh, uh, all the way in 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 Luhansk. Uh, The um, but this suggests that maybe there is a lot of pressure on the Russian troops. So for Ukrainians who are who are saying, "Look, if we persist, they're going to break. There's going to be a big breakthrough." I guess this is encouraging. But plus, it's like this is a major. This is a very high level, you know, chain of command, public dissent. Uh, it's it's the kind of thing that, I mean, nothing like this has happened that I'm aware of in the United States since uh, MacArthur, you know, disobeyed Truman. Right. I mean, and this well, isn't even the Obama, same thing. It's not disobeying an order, but Obama, the degree of
1: Obama, fi- Obama fired McChrystal. Oh, but, the,
2: but that was bullshit in terms of what he did. McChrystal didn't even. The claim was you can't go around disrespecting the president and not expect, you know, and, and expect not to get punished. And it's true that Rolling Stone had quoted him saying disrespectful things, but he hadn't said them to the reporter. The reporter had claimed that anonymous sources claim that this general said them to the anonymous sources. Well, generals do this shit all the time. Uh, even if even if you assume he did it that's not like speaking out publicly he didn't speak to a reporter he didn't speak out publicly um so this is this is really weird by our standards and you kind of wonder how much it, of all this uh putin has been actually aware of because people say he doesn't use the internet i mean has he ever seen a Prigozhin video where Prigozhin's going
1: berserk like i don't know i really don't know the um I, there was a story that Gerasimov had been fired, and then he turned up again later in the week. Not yeah, fired, not so far. It's it's uh, he, uh, so he's a Schrodinger's cat of a general. Um, the uh, well, this this, this 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 there was a theory that that, that you know, his failed coup just made it easier for other people to make trouble, yeah. and this would uh, this would fit in with that. But what's course, this guy so this- going to do now?
0: Well, I
2: mean he was already fired. I don't I don't think he was kicked out right, of the military. but, gonna, but
1: In effect, he is, was Is he, is he, is he, is he going to start a podcast? I mean, you know, what's going to happen?
2: I I think he has a future in in podcasting. But um I, you know, so it's not it's not as weird as it would be if he started talking like this while still in command, but uh it's like things are there there does seem to be a certain amount of resentment of uh, Gerasimov and Choigu at the high levels. And you know, we still haven't seen uh this guy, uh Avikin, this general who has not been seen publicly since the mutiny. So I don't know. I uh, it's easier
1: could, to call them by their it's easier to call them by their nicknames.
2: W- what's Suravikan's nickname? He's, he's Armageddon. He's General Armageddon, yeah, because of his the uh, other a is reference Spartacus. to Syria. Um is the other one called it, Spartacus? I think so.
1: Uh if it's so but Does the Russian media pick up on this? Does anybody in Russia know about this?
2: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, for one thing, there's this whole telegram infrastructure, regardless of what officially approved state media is saying on TV. Uh, and Telegram, you know, reaches a lot of a lot of people. Um, I don't know what they're saying on state TV. But anyway, uh seems weird. Uh aside from that, I think the only thing I'd say about Ukraine um well there is the NATO thing uh, but that's and there's musician musician, music. but first let me say you know I did the uh I taped the podcast with the Russians with Attitude guys I mean I taped their podcast yesterday which isn't out yet and uh, I, wa- I watched something on your on your site you did watch part of the one
1: I did with them on my podcast I watched an hour and like twenty minutes of a podcast on your site, that then it went up to the parrot room, or went up to the to the paid behind was, the paywall. You,
2: you didn't pay to go behind the paywall. I'm kind of. Offended. I've already
1: paid to go behind the paywall, but are I didn't you a paid
2: subscriber to non-zero non-zero newsletter? Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah.
1: um Anyway,
2: when right. I talked to them uh, on theirs, one of them said something that's relevant to. Uh, you know, remember a few weeks before the offensive, I said, I think they should use their freshly equipped brigades to just play defense. Because if they exhaust themselves in an offensive, they may be vulnerable to a big Russian counteroffensive. Who knows where they'll stop? At one point, I even mentioned Odessa, which is on the other side of the Dnipro. And one of these guys did say that from a Russian national security point of view, and national security isn't their main reason for supporting the invasion. That is the, the, the RWA guys. But they did say they think it's Putin's main reason for invading. Um, they said that on my podcast, but but on their podcast, which hasn't been released yet, uh, he said from a national security perspective, Odessa is a very important city. They would very much like to have it. Uh, it has to do yeah. with naval deployments in the Black Sea. I don't understand. But that's just something to keep in mind. Uh as far if if Ukrainian generals are deciding at this moment whether to follow my advice and play defense and be careful in expending resources, um, something to keep in mind.
1: Well, I I, I commend you for doing that interview. Um, I learned a lot even from the freebie hour and twenty minutes. Uh, they they seem like rational people who should be one should pay attention to, but you didn't ask the obvious question, which is. If their motivation was not national security, it was they were involved in the Donbass and the oppression they thought of the uh, Russian-speaking people in the Donbass who did not want to associate with the Maidan revolution. And uh, why, the, if that was the goal, why does Putin have to go all the way to Kiev to accomplish that? He has to take the Donbass. So why are they defending a war that strikes at the heart of a much more legitimate Ukraine state? Well,
2: I would say two things. First of all, as I, um, you know, a number of people kind of said what you said, well, except in more derogatory terms, they said, wait a second, they favored the invasion just because they thought that Russian speakers in the Donbass uh, faced, uh, you know, discriminatory language laws or something. And and it, and it wasn't it was just that. It's that when these people protested and did what, what these what the RWA guys said is is exactly what the protesters had done in 2014 in Kiev, you know, in the on Revolution. They were met with aerial bombardment and artillery. I mean, they didn't mess around that they were subjected to military assault. Like they occupied buildings to to dramatize their grievances the way the protesters did, and and you know, bombs start falling, at least by their account. So, so that was their big issue. But it's, you know, your question is a good one. Um I don't know exactly what they'd say. I would say that, you know, the the predominantly Russian-speaking areas go beyond the two famous parts of the Donbass in, uh, we didn't get into this, but I know that sometime way back, like I think before 2014, I think, there were referenda in the provinces about which provinces wanted autonomy. And Kharkiv voted yes, along with Donetsk and Luhansk. So you can get pretty close to Kiev uh, and still have, you know, at least as the map was before the war started, uh, a heavily Russian-speaking population. Um, I mean, also, I think uh, they. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I mean, are you saying would, for, in their view, the idea of 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 going to Kiev, I, I don't think was to in the long run occupy it or occupy Ukraine uh, in that vicinity. I think it was to affect regime change you know that putin thought he had well, it kind of wired he thought he had the whole thing wired almost like
1: he'd had crimea wired in 2014 so they want to decapitate a legitimately elected government in, in a state that should probably exist even if it shouldn't include the donbass and 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 if, you're also going to get a lot of grief from from commenters you're going to say uh, a majority of even russian speakers in the donbass don't want to be part of russia they'd rather stay in ukraine I, I remember you, that was yeah a, yeah. A, I, I, a, look,
2: I have no. I'm not a theme I, I, earlier. in. No, I'm not here War. to defend anything, and I don't. I don't know the demographics. I mean, I would also say, the Russian speaking population also extends in the south, and and even Odessa was. Uh, again, things shift and change, but as of uh, 15, 20 years ago, it had at least as many uh, native Russian speakers. Yeah. I think, um, but yeah. I don't. I don't look. I I, I don't know. I mean, I. I you know, they they may have figured, well, this isn't exactly the invasion we would have designed, but we want the people of the Donbass to get yeah. whatever, and I, I don't know. Um,
1: the, the um, there was an interesting article by Edward Luchsvox in Unheard, I think, or somewhere, uh, where he he claims that contrary to popular opinion, they all want a negotiated settlement. He claims. Putin obviously is not doing the gung-ho all-out war that that he could have in part because he doesn't want to call up conscripts and deal with the mothers of the conscripts and so he's he, he he has sort of a deal like Johnson in Vietnam which is he thinks he can wage this war without disturbing the rest of society and he could wage it for a long time but the the idea is that that he's gonna you know he he, he implied that he would he would be happy to settle because you know uh, well that's and what these guys that, said on my podcast. The, yeah, yeah, he implied that we want to settle. And he said that I, I think he said that Zelensky has a plan to settle. He will he will tell you after this offensive, we're gonna be here and here and here and we're gonna we're gonna settle. Uh which leads to the question, why don't they get on with it if they all want to settle? Um because and he didn't have because, a really good answer for that.
2: Well, right now Zelensky is saying he absolutely won't settle publicly. He's saying he will not right. even sit down and talk until they have left all of Ukraine, including Crimea. So uh, right, Putin, Putin hasn't ruled always it out ahead. in those kind of absolute terms at all. But um, And look, I don't know whether it's Zelensky himself or whether he has certain pressures on him. He might cite popular opinion, although I think that's more malleable and subject to his own influence than we might think. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's the one saying they don't want... My sense is that the US, it's weird. Uh, on the one hand, um, you know, you sometimes get the impression that Ukraine felt pressured by the U.S. to do this offensive and show these gains so that they can get more equipment and will keep investing in the war effort. On the other hand, you sometimes get the impression that the U.S. just, uh, you know, it feels like, well, we'd like a ceasefire now, but Ukraine really wants to do this offensive, so we'll let them try and then if they fail they'll see they got to settle I, I don't know who's thinking what again there is the concern i'll say for the 50th time that in the course of the offensive they will exhaust themselves sufficiently to entice russia into a big counteroffensive that then starts the whole thing all over again that's what, my concern
1: what has has the the neocon argument that we like ukraine uh, keeping up with the war because we're Degrading Russian troops and in a way that will, uh, you know, undermine their superpower status or whatever they have left of that, Uh, has that has that view been exterminated within the Biden administration? I get the sense that
2: most of the people in the Biden administration would are willing to start winding things down. I don't. It's the vibe I get from the overall administration. Look, Mark Milley, chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, has been basically saying that for eight months. Seven months. Um, And, uh, you know, but on on that point, by the way, the war has also uh, led Russia to ramp up its munitions building infrastructure. You know, I think tanks and artillery shells and everything are rolling off the assembly line in Russia the way they haven't for decades. So
1: I'm not sure this was a big win in that regard. But something we, we, we don't seem to be all that capable of doing. Since we're running low on munitions, and Biden, well, that people the... said that people said that Biden uh, said he was uh, going to send them the cluster bombs because uh, that way we didn't have to send them more conventional bombs, which, and we were running low on them.
2: Well, it's artillery you shells, know. and we are running low. We've ramped artillery our shells. monthly okay. production up to twenty-four thousand. It was like fourteen or something a year ago, um, a month, um, and that is the reason. Yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, we have some of these cluster munitions in stock and secondly i assume that it's like one of these artillery shells i mean certainly if you're shelling like soldiers in trenches i assume one of these is worth several regular ones because one of these shells spread 72 grenades in effect over several acres
0: and you know go ahead right no
1: clearly clearly they wouldn't do this if Ukraine was winning the offensive, isn't that true? Um, or are you thinking about it? Uh, I mean, it was, it, was, it was taken by some well, some strategists as a clear sign that the Ukraine the, the counter offensive was failing that it, they needed these these morally very questionable weapons.
0: If, certainly. If it was just
2: a rout, if it had succeeded wildly, they probably wouldn't be worried right now. In the same way about artillery, yeah, yeah, it's a sign probably that things aren't aren't going great, um, you know. And as for the question of the of cluster munitions, like, so by the army's own account, first of all, what they're doing, you would think violates a law. There's a U.S. law that says you can't deploy cluster munitions if the dud rate is higher than one percent. That is, if the number uh, of the, of the of the little grenades that don't explode. Upon initial deployment, it's higher than one percent. Well, the Pentagon's own claim is that these are at two point five percent, which would mean that basically, like for the average artillery shells, artillery shell, you got two of these gr- now live grenades waiting sitting around. But the New York Times reported that that number is way low, and it's more like eight or nine percent. So you're talking about every, you know, the average artillery shell leaving like you know six or something basically hand grenades that could go off if handled. And, you know, uh, Michael Kaufman was making a point. I mean, he's for the cluster munitions, but it turns out this this isn't just a problem for generations of children to come, you know, that although it's true that for decades, these are dangerous, but um, it's a problem for Ukrainian troops when they follow up an artillery barrage, because it means that the field, you know, if it happens to be a field it wasn't mined. Now suddenly, in
0: effect, it is a field that was mined. Uh, interesting. Um, so I forget what I was going to say.
2: Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, it's about all I have to say. I think about uh, Ukraine, so we can get back to uh, well the, that, the fact well, that Ron DeSantis smells like a loser, or 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 to thread. Biden
1: shreds. Biden gave an interview with uh, Farid Zakaria.
2: I didn't listen to it. Was it? Did you listen to the whole thing? I listened
1: to parts of it. Did he and seem he, impressive he
2: and articulate?
1: Impressive is a big word. Uh, <laughs> he seemed he seemed articulate. He was the same old pompous blowhard who thinks he's smarter than he is. Uh he always was, but he was not there were no signs of visible decline in his thinking. He was able to express his pompous, blowhardy phrases, uh, you know, and in false you know, brilliant grand strategies or uh, as as clearly as he ever could, a little slower. But it, the idea that he's incompetent to be president seems to be wrong. Uh, and that coupled with a poll, uh, an article in the Washington Post that my friend Ryan Jurdusky pinpointed, which is uh, the Democrats need Biden because he he has a peculiar hold on uh white working-class voters, hmm. and they make up 30% of the vote the Democrats get. I thought that was a stunningly high number, but it was backed up by the Pew poll, which says they're 27%. So they're a good chunk of uh, the Democratic coalition, and if they lose that, they're toast. What are so they of the Republican they, coalition, like 60? Yeah, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or more. If it was, if they're more of the Republican coalition. I don't know. I, I just looked at the Pew poll. Uh, ten minutes ago, but I, I I didn't get a number. But it was a bigger bar graph. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the um uh, and, and they're not going to turn out for Gavin Newsom. <laughs> okay, Gavin Newsom, yeah, he's the opposite, upper class, the upper class dude. You okay, uh, and uh, so it's um, they're not going to turn out for uh, Dave McCormick. They might, they might eventually turn out for JD Vance. Although I think even he has a hurdle to overcome with them. Being a, of course, an, as you may an know, as you may know, he's not a Democrat. He's not a Democrat. Good point. Yeah. i just think it out loud. Yeah. Not a Democrat yet, Bob. He's
2: <laughs> Is he moving fostering. that direction? I must, I must have missed he's, something.
1: He's teaming up with uh, Elizabeth Warren to regulate banks. Oh, good. Uh,
2: uh, what about it, Chris Murphy? Anyway. How, how would Chris Murphy play with the uh, white working class?
1: Better than Gavin Newsom? I don't know. Better than Gavin Better Newsom. than Gavin Newsom. But Biden has a history and, you know, he's moderate. He seems they know who he is. Uh, He's made an effort to be where they are. And so this implies that the Democrats are stuck with Biden. What about Gretchen Uh, Whitman? Obviously not someone who's willing to surrender. on She had a big moment in the sun because Politico wrote a puffer about him that I was primed to hate, but it was actually quite informative. About Gretchen Whitman? yeah, the, I mean, it didn't go into her substance. So basically, the basically under her leadership, the Democrats have got the uh, what's it, the trifecta. They have control of both houses of the legislature and the governorship, and they've done that. They've sort of passed their state version of Build Back Better. So I think they have a Michigan refundable child tax credit. They don't have the power to grant an amnesty. They only had one of my two buttons, but. I, uh, you know, they've they've done they've passed their liberal agenda. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I bet if we, my bet is if we go back to Michigan five years from now, the state will not be appreciably improved because of this agenda. But she's given it her shot. Maybe she's right. The interesting thing was the congressional black caucus was lobbying Biden, lobbying her to run. Okay, hmm. the the, the uh, maybe the members from Michigan, but that implied to me that if suppose Biden wanted to substitute her for Kamala, maybe the black caucus wouldn't be that as pissed off as people think. Maybe black voters would be, maybe other groups would be, but there's, there'd be sort of a path that if if they really wanted to exercise leadership, they could say, okay, you know, uh, we like this woman. I don't know. At least, at least she's a woman. She's not black. So I, 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 I she's a live possibility, I think. Hmm. Also, she's much better looking now than she was, 2 years ago so obviously she's getting into campaign shape. Hmm. Uh, that's a sure test of, of whether somebody is really running or not. She's um, ready for her close she's ready for her close up.
2: That's all good. Uh, it's uh, hard to imagine they, Biden replacing uh, Kamala. I think uh, he, I thought he, they could Although you know Kamala it's not like she has a lot of support on the left. You know, the far left doesn't like her uh and uh I don't know who does
1: you why you bombs, would very good point, very good point um well there, there are groups on the left that will just complain about anything they find to complain about and if they deep six common law, that would be something to complain about uh people who are totally invested in identity politics and nothing else um the I thought they missed a bet they could have pinned the cocaine on Kamala. you know is it, is it I too late right? is it too late? should we it's start too out late they much? closed the they closed the investigation today. Huh. Uh, bizarrely, um, no. You can you can take drugs into the White House, and we just have no. I mean, it's, it, it's sort of it's sort of plausible in the in that you know there's less to the White House than you think. In other words, people thought there were Nike missiles that were going to gonna come out of the lawn and shoot any in, intruding helicopter, and, mm-hmm. and some guy actually did jump the fence and run to the White House, and it turned out all they had was a dog. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. and they. They didn't release the dog because they were worried he would do him harm. So they like the guy got into the White House. So there's less to White House security. Well, maybe like, maybe the deal is if somebody everywhere. It's, it's not implausible.
2: Maybe if somebody breaches the perimeter, they give all the Secret Service agents stimulants. And that's what the, that's what the cocaine is for. That could be the plan.
0: There you go.
1: I thought cocaine was the drug of yesterday. Why not fentanyl? Why not ayahuasca? Why not something? Oh, well, those are know, no, 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 no.
2: These are high productivity people. These are people working late.
1: Adderall. Well, I imagine there's a little cocaine. of that. In, in the, I would in rather the be governed by. I would rather be governed by Adderall than cocaine. Yeah, but then you got to wait for it to I, kick I, in. You know, you, I'm not. You, I'm. I'm not speaking from personal experience, but yeah. my impression is that cocaine gives you a lot of energy, but destroys your judgment. It does. Have you so ever noticed you, that you, the when you've been edited by people on cocaine, you don't want to be edited by people on cocaine. People on Adderall, an, maybe another question. Yeah, I'm not going
2: to name names, but, but the NFL running backs who were reputed to be doing cocaine had a tendency to fumble. There's a certain overconfidence problem associated with the drug. And uh, maybe we this could become a theory that explains some sort of uh, White House behavior or policy, but we'll put that off till next week. Our grand unified uh,
0: theory of co- cocaine. Like, uh, uh, they're going to need more than a dime bag. Uh-oh. So
2: what uh, you want to talk more about like horse race politics or what else? We could talk about threads.
1: Uh, I know uh, we get it um, by thread. You want, to talk, you want to talk about Mr. Luft?
2: No, I, I, I thought get- that was parrot room at most. I don't know. I was assuming okay. you were paying attention to Mr. Luft. And so I forwarded you my friend's theory about Mr. Loft and it turned out you weren't that conversant. Mr. Loft. I'll read up on him between now and the paper. room.
1: He's, I mean, who the hell is he? You tell me who is he? he's, he's, he's a shady operator, runs a shady think tank and is, is now one of the people claiming to have evidence that Joe Biden right. is on the tape. Um, right. And uh, you know, anyway, we can talk about it. Um, the, 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 my my uh putative conspiracy theory that says the press is going to start ganging up on Biden. I there was no, there were no data points this week, I think, that I could point to. Uh Peggy Noonan wrote a column where she said the Democrats should clearly replace Biden. Uh uh and she obviously hadn't read this white working class poll, but um she she implied that they were all too scared of the you know, the power of the White House to destroy their careers, to say it in public. Like, and that led me to think, but the media isn't scared. So the media is going to have to lead the way on this. Now, there's, no, there's going to be no Chris Christie in the Democratic Party who comes out and says, you know, Joe Biden's too old, he's Ruth Bader Ginsburg, he has to go. Um, uh, but um the media did not lead the way this Well, week. there was a time
2: a few months ago when I oh, had a the sense what the one. media was that the New York Times was like they ran a right. story,
1: like hmm. There, there was one. Yeah. There was one. What was Maureen it? Dowd. Maureen Dowd pronounced judgment on the seventh grandkid. She said, Joe, it's, you have it, it's Joe, you have seven grandkids. You can't disown this one mm. just because it's a stripper who Hunter doesn't even remember having sex with. Uh, supposedly um and uh that is sort of when, when when you lose marine doubt i mean that sort of i think spoke for the tenor of the whole media then ann Coulter wrote a very interesting column saying wait a minute since when do we valorize and completely accept uh you know illegitimate children uh of women who may be gold diggers and want the want the biden name to pass to their children i mean there's a re we want marriage that means you have to you're gonna if you're gonna respect marriage, that means you have to disrespect kids out of marriage, and she had a point. That used to be the, the rule, isn't the rule anymore? But, hmm. uh, it, but, but she Ann Coulter does not control the media. Yet.
0: Well, I mean, uh, if you want to talk about uh, Marine, Maureen
2: Dowd sort of does. Right, but if you want to talk about columnists at the time, so Michelle Goldberg's been saying he should, uh, you know, he should be replaced for months and months and months. But but, but she's, but she,
1: but. She, she's she's not the the same
2: weather vane for kind of centrist like you know msm thought that marine Dowd is no but marine
1: Dowd is the supreme court of the media and i think biden has lost that appeal and i i predict he will have to some in some way acknowledge his grandkid doesn't have to invite her to the family picnic but uh you know he'll say something like life is complicated and She's a lovely little girl, and we wish her all the and best. I, and we hope to meet her someday. Uh, <laughs> right.
0: The, yeah, um, I don't know. But, you know, so as
2: that, for, that the, was, as for the white one working class, I still say you got to factor in all the people who will be watching debates, assuming there are debates, And they'll either be watching Biden and Trump and going, man, I really can't talk myself into showing up to the polls for this Biden guy because he just – he won't be able to keep up with Trump, I think, in real time in certain respects. Um, And, you know, compare that to them watching any number of other Democrats and going, yeah, that would be better than Trump. That would be better than Trump.
1: Uh, I I think that's Uh, – yeah. If he, if they saw the Biden of the Farid Zakaria interview, I don't think they would say that. I think they say this is guys okay now. We don't know how how he's going to be in four years. Much less challenging. But he'll he'll format. do it now.
2: Much less challenging format, and it doesn't last an hour and a half or whatever.
1: Um, yeah, but we'll see. Good point. The uh, uh, Chris Chris, there there are a bunch of candidates who are having a moment. Chris Christie is having a moment. Peggy Noonan wrote that. It's Christie could easily beat Biden. I disagree. Christie has a lot of baggage, and he's basically a self-centered jerk, but not incompetent. Uh, and uh, Tim Scott is having a moment on the Republican side. It's going to be uh, it, it's in in DeSantis's interest that the press cycle through all these people. Uh, thank God they haven't gotten to Nikki Haley yet, but they will. And then once they've all petered out, DeSantis can have his comeback. The, the conventional wisdom is now it's Iowa or bus for DeSantis. When I don't buy is, that either. When is
0: Iowa? Just uh January fifteenth. Oh God. That's a long time. Well, yeah, the, the the election is not this year, it's next year. But
1: less time than here. you think. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, so that, that's the state of the race, I think. So this thread... is yeah, sorry, no, no, I said Dukakis. Ahead. I said it's, Dukakis he, he, instead of DeSantis. A dark there's a dark horse. Dukakis instead of DeSantis was definitely a a bad slip. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Maybe DeSantis needs to uh,
2: sit on a tank with a tank helmet on.
1: He Did cut we- an ad about the border that actually was very good. Uh huh. He seems okay. He seemed. He didn't seem awkward or you know. Cackling inappropriately, or on somebody was saying, "I
2: don't think we talked about this last time." Was that it's something like Trump? With Trump, you, you get oh, it was that uh, it was a column by somebody in the New York Times who linked to that bizarro um, uh, video by a Republican congressman where he wished people a happy Fourth of July and he was smiling and he was saying the leftists are coming to get you and And he was kind of intertwining that kind of stuff with happy fourth, we have a great company, country, the leftists are coming to get you, and so on. And the the point was Trump captured both the rage and the joy. There was joy in Trump. You go to a Trump rally, and they laugh, and they this, and they that. And he said, DeSantis, you just get the rage. You don't get the joy, and that's his problem. Who was it? It was one of these- was it does David that, French but... does David French now have a Times column? And maybe it was him.
1: Yes, everybody has a Times column, Bob. Really? Do we're, I the out, We're the outliers here. We're the outliers here. Have you checked your email? May you may. May I may. Uh... in the f- in the future, everybody will have a Times column. That's Andy Warhol's corollary. Um, somebody had say that, and I think that's true. The Sanites can have a little bit of joy, but nothing like Trump. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, so th- there's, there's, but I, you know, my line is if he's relatively joyous with a tiny bit of humor and competent, that might win the day. He just can't be negative. People can't think he's an asshole. And I don't think he's an asshole. Or if they think he's an asshole, they can think it's a, we need an asshole. People thought Giuliani was an oh. asshole, but you know.
0: They thought
1: we needed the kind of asshole
0: Trump was. But that was an asshole with joy. Yeah.
1: Um, I claim that Maggie Haberman is tilting back toward Twitter. She claims she can do both Twitter and Threads. I think she's the bellwether. She's a deciding vote Uh, on whether the political writers who we follow were a tiny portion of the audience and the customers for Twitter and Threads will stay on Twitter or go to Threads. Well, you know what, somebody,
2: uh, you know who somebody said was the bellwether, and this is going to hurt you doubly, both the person who said it and who they said the bellwether was. Ezra Klein. They said the bellwether was Ezra Klein. He dropped out of Twitter a while ago, and he's on threads. And then I think the person who said it was Ben Smith, your nemesis. He's not, you're supposed to say well, he's he, is, not my he is a
1: good, he is a good bellwether for the left, for left, left this beyond pass on thinking. Yeah. I'm sorry, that just slipped out. That kind of, yeah. He's, at, he, he's 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 thinks for himself now. He's he's been innovative and creative.
2: Plus, he's a goddamn uh, man. But uh, the, he was just uh, commenting, I think, today on threads. I personally have done just one. I mean, what do you call them? Threads is such a bad name because you can't call them threads because threads already means multiple tweets. You can't say on my thread. You can say on my post. Some somebody said you, so you, you should say stitch. That doesn't work.
1: Um, I I can't yeah. even get around threads. I mean, if you say I want, to, I now want to see what Ezra Klein wrote. If you, if you, you know, gave me my cell phone here and asked me to find Ezra Klein's thread, I couldn't find it. I don't know how to navigate it. No, it's, it's impossible.
2: It's weird. Uh, you know, I was suggesting last week that the reason they still don't have a web version, so you still can't use a physical keyboard on the site is that they wanted to discourage old people. But I now think, I mean, first of all, their claim is we just haven't had time to do these things. We'll get these features out. Now, some of these features they don't yet have are like a a, a chronological follower feed, you know, a feed where, now here's how sophisticated this algorithm would be, Mickey, that they just haven't had time to put together. (laughs) It's people you follow in the order in which their tweets or posts have shown up. Gosh, how many people do we need to put on that job to get it done? I mean, this is crazy. This is bullshit. Well, they, they obviously not want, want, they
1: want to launch with that feature. They want their algorithm to run anything. Right. So it becomes like TikTok and, and Instagram, a pile of celebrity and creator and influencer dreck. This I don't think as a will want to be part of that pile of dreck.
2: Yeah, but remember, he's if it's an algorithm designed to magnify the influence of like big shots, he's a big shot. It'll work for him. If it's like big brands and big, it's like you know the Jake Tappers, the and and I think to some extent that's what it is. Although there's there's something more than that, you know. I I I was Harry McCracken, who knows his tech, was saying you know, this is one of the few exchanges I've had on Threads, um. That there's some kind of special sauce they've got beyond a TikTok-like algorithm because uh, he see- he is seeing a fair number of things by people he knows, and I noticed you got some real engagement on some whatever you call these things. Really? Posts. Yeah, the one the one where you quote tweeted something. It was sarcastic, which is a rarity on Threads. Threads is a relatively earnest and civil place. Um, I could, well no, I can't track it down. That's I your mocked point. them for there's saying no they were going have-
1: to I mocked them for saying they were going to have sponsored content. I th- I thought I did that on Twitter, not Threads. Maybe no, I did you, it on. Both. You had
2: one on Threads that did not that badly. I mean, given the number of followers on a per follower basis, it was like a hundred times what you're getting on Twitter. Seriously, I mean, right. it was like.
1: Uh, and I, it was hundreds of times. No, on a per the follower
2: basis, you have like forty thousand Twitter followers, one hundred right. Threads followers, right? And and yet this oh, okay. this got like I don't know. 30 likes or something, you know? Mm. That's like a jillion I likes. Love on now. You love I
0: love
2: You love Threads. I love Threads now. And Threads loves Threads. you, Mickey. But let me, let me just finish. So there's, you know, uh, no follower feed, which they could do in a nanosecond if they wanted it. And it'll eventually show up just to prove they're not lying. But it's obviously part of the strategy not to launch with it. No web version, no desktop version. And I think the big question is what is the mix of uh motives. I mean I read to you that quote where uh the guy who runs it said we don't want political stuff basically and that could be because they don't want the incivility they don't want you know assuming it's true um but I think it's also I mean I think you you put together like the follower count the uh lack you know can't do it with a physical keyboard and I think um you know, you're you're kind of excluding a certain type of Twitter user who's like a really intensive user, but they are they're they're not passive users, right? They don't just read the stuff, they don't just lurk, they generate a lot of uh, a lot of their own stuff, but they don't themselves have huge followers. I, I mean, I think I think you're right. Let me let me read you. This is by a guy. It's named just ben.
1: much. It's much safer for them to be apolitical. Other than they other than people try to governments try to. Get them to censor things. And they'd rather just sit there and make money. I don't know what I don't what does Mark Zuckerberg want to do. He he wants to recover his reputation from the pathetic failure of the metaverse. Uh, so this helped that. Well
2: he wants to make money. He wants uh, so he, to he rushed,
1: he rushed but he rushed it out sort of at, at Musk's moment of weakness before all this stuff was in place, obviously.
2: Well, no, again, uh, I think some no of this story. they didn't want to launch with, but it's probably it, it is said to be true. He seized the moment like Musk did this thing where you were limited on the number of tweets you could see each day and he wanted to seize that moment. So he launched early. That part is apparently true. I think it's misguided because, first of all, how many people did that affect? I mean, I don't I don't think there were many people exceed reaching that limit on Twitter, honestly. And secondly, Musk does something stupid every week. There's going to be a blunder next week. Wait for the next blunder and have all your features in place, ready to launch. Um, let me just it's read. It's also you.
1: possible that it's also possible that Musk will do three smart things in a row and Twitter will grow.
2: It could happen. Hasn't happened anyway, yet. Uh,
1: the idea that Twitter is collapsing is one of the three, I think, bogus media narrative thres, uh, thre, uh, threads that are being pushed. They claim that Twitter's collapsing, gays are fleeing Florida, and DeSantis is collapsing. The only one that is remotely mm-hmm. possible, is I think, collapsing. is the third one. Uh-huh. It's the third one, and I don't think that's true either.
2: Well, Twitter, we'll see. It's 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 hanging in there. I mean, I, I heard this traffic is down 5% since Threads. That's not that much. Um, and
0: Meanwhile,
1: this- you know, Fox is down 31% since last year. So the idea that firing Tucker, they, they, they've proved they don't need Tucker. I don't think they've done that.
2: Plus, they've got another uh, defamation suit, uh, thanks to Tucker, coming up. Uh, his, his legacy lives on at Fox in the form of ongoing defamation lawsuits. Um, the, uh, just quickly, uh, the rest of that quote from the guy who runs Threads was, uh, the goal isn't to replace Twitter. The goal is to create a public square for communities on Instagram that never really embraced Twitter and for communities on Twitter and other platforms that are interested in a less angry place for conversations, but not all of Twitter. You know, I will say that Ezra and some other people are having a serious conversation about why it is so civil, uh, as if there is something smart they're doing with the algorithm, and I don't know. I, they understand this better than I do. So yeah, he, but we'll see. It's it, early
1: Z- days. Zuckerberg, he has ways of making you nice. It's like a it's like a fog of uh, anesthesia that comes over people. It makes the, it makes the sites incredibly boring and, you know, and uh, they have no edge at all. And, they, you know, on Facebook, the obvious thing is it lets you delete dissenting tweets. So I say, Bob, right. You're full of shit. You can just delete that tweet. All of a sudden the experience is nice again. Uh, yeah. You can't do that on Twitter. I don't know how they deal with on on Instagram, but, uh, it,
0: it's it's all it's it's like you know, it's like I don't know, they're the Budweiser of social platforms.
2: Um this is Budweiser after the Transat or b- or
0: before the Transat? Before. Um the uh, uh, there's non woke beer now, Bob. I only drink non-woke beer. What what brand is that? I think it's called ultra right beer.
2: Is that an actual name? (laughs) Anchor Steam is going out of business, right? I know. Somebody's
1: somebody's trying to start. Everything has been polarized. I've got to start using uh, non-woke toothpaste after this podcast, Bob.
2: Um, Better before than after. Unfortunately, I drive a woke car. Remind us? Is it Subaru? That's right. You know, Subaru is about love. It's about love, especially lesbians. They should add that to their... uh to their ad um finally so the 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 alarm went off so we got ahead of the parrot room but i want to quote this guy ben cohen not the ben cohen of ice cream fame but but whoever on on uh threads he quoted all the stuff said by the threads guy that i've now quoted and said in other words we're building a platform we think brands celebrities influencers will adopt to create fake
0: communities that they can monetize and that's more or less your view right
1: uh i don't know if they're fake communities but they're sort of uh force-fed communities they Mm. they play they may play on real you know sentiments among people if you start a taylor swift community it's not gonna be a fake community it's gonna be a real community in a big way Mm. uh so uh but it's not a political community it's not a
2: anyway it's it's
1: not a you know it's
2: early days. And, and you know, having 100 million followers or many they have now or, or 100 million, uh, you know, people on your app, um, you know, it's not the same as them all being active. And I don't know what those numbers are like. So we'll see. Um, I agree Twitter's a long way from dead. When you're there, it seems like there's a fair number of people on it.
1: Yeah, I, haven't, I mean, I, it hasn't done anything for my traffic, but it hasn't killed it either. It's about the same as it was six months ago, which is on, okay. On, not on the other hand, uh, last thing I'll say about it, Elon Musk
2: continues to prove that he is a petty child rather than a smart tactician. You know, he still is antagonizing systematically everyone who has a Substack newsletter. Okay, he still has disabled the social media display that used to show up automatically the way it does for all other media outlets when you when you uh, put the URL on Twitter. He's still punishing us for the for back when he thought that, that Substack Notes was a threat. And by the way, I would encourage people to check out Substack Notes. That's kind of a nice social media site. But, um, you know, it would obviously, at this point, when he's actually worried about migration to threads, when you look at all the people who have Substack uh, newsletters, including Matt Iglesias, and how many followers they have on Twitter, you would think he would want to be on good terms with them at this moment. And for them to find... Twitter an actually helpful place to circulate their content, wouldn't you?
1: I agree. I mean, he, he also he their videos won't play. You do a video on Substack and you put it on uh Twitter and, and it has an arrow, but you hit the arrow and nothing happens. Well, that's uh,
2: that's a malfunction. This is tactical. No, stupidity. it isn't.
1: Why do you think it's a malfunction? I don't think it's a malfunction. Wait, he's systematically disabling videos? It's a substack video. Yes. I think he's I didn't substack know there was such a thing not- as a substack video. Ann Coulter has a Substack video. If you click on the arrow in her Twitter feed, it will not run. Well, maybe she should, maybe it's a Substack URL. There are all sorts, leads, of, leads there are all sorts of weird things. It, it, it's telling no, now telling me Twitter's now telling me I muted people who I didn't mute. And you know, the one thing the one thing it does is every now and then I I will write a post and it won't post it. It'll lose it. Uh-huh. And I I used to learn to respect its editorial judgment. I would say, well, that really wasn't a very good post. Like sign from it, God. It was right.
0: Yeah,
1: it was right. Or the sign from God, and I accepted it. Uh, um, but uh, but Lady has been doing it so often. I think it's the editor is now on cocaine, and and I don't trust it anymore.
2: Or so Satan, or Elon Musk. I reposted.
1: I reposted. What? Why is his? His? He's launched a new artificial intelligence initiative. Oh, that's right. Uh, to XAI or something. Compete to compete with with, I guess, Chat GPT. Uh, uh, and uh, why is his more benign than Chat GPT? Have you figured well, that out? doesn't
2: exist yet. But one thing we can talk about in the parrot well, that's room- That's certainly is, more benign. One thing we can talk about in the parrot room is this uh, um, plot, uh put out by Anthropic AI, which uh, a bunch of people who profess to be deeply concerned about AI safety. Some of them are exiles from uh, open AI, or they chose to leave open AI. And then there's uh, there's also this Pi thing, which I've started fooling around with a little uh, from inflection. Um, there's a lot of a lot of AI stuff. We can talk about AI in the pair room. What else are we going to talk about? What do you about? mean a Pi thing? You mean if there's a site called the Pi, name The P-I? name of it is P-I. The name of the AI assistant is is Pi, Pi. I think it right. may stand for okay. personal intelligence or something. It, it's It wants to be your all-purpose, single thing that does everything for you, gives you counseling when you're down, Schedules your airline reservations,
1: you know. Books you a five star hotel trip to, to Tuscany. Correct. Uh, gives you the money to take that trip. Do, it, um, it will, yes. Uh, well, we have a lot of stuff for the paired room. I mean, okay. We, what is it? The, the, this, uh, this hour didn't have a lot of stuff, but that's because I was hip, holding everything off because it was like not quite big enough to talk about in the blockbuster free segment. But, mm-hmm. um, we have, uh,
0: uh, good question. Um, uh, I mentioned we, have huge, Luft.
1: I, we have Luft. we have, uh, I have more things to say about Klaatu's speech in, uh, in, um, the day the Earth tele- still. there's an obvious irony that we were missing. I, I, there's something to say about diversity that I realized, uh, there's um richard hanania's defense of the italian of the canadian euthanasia policy assisted suicide policy which seems weird uh um and you have uh, a, you, you have a long
2: standing euthanasia phobia we'll discuss all this
1: we have we have uh uh we have um uh, israel to talk about i don't quite understand wh- why Netanyahu would be scared of an administration reassessment? Tom Friedman seems to say there's this terrifying thing called a reassessment that's going to, uh, you know, that that Netanyahu shouldn't want. Uh, and I also don't understand why what Netanyahu is doing is so so awful. You'll explain that.
0: To
2: I me. can I can help you with that. Um,
1: At least some of, the and things. there are a bunch of other little things. Okay. Uh, Michael Lynn wrote a pretty good piece on why we need more elites. Anyway.
0: Okay, so... Um, i talk a little more about the Russians with Attitude
2: thing that hasn't aired yet uh, on their podcast. Um, Silo, last... Uh, I want to talk about the last... You don't mind if I do a plot spoiler on, about the last episode of Silo, right? You're just. I saw the last... That. I watched it oh, last Okay, we'll talk about that. Talk about that. Um... Uh, the guy who brought us the AMC pacer died, and I, I know you'll want to talk about that. Uh, the i w- I've been a uh, small measure of vindication on China uh, uh, on something I said uh, decades ago that some people have claimed uh, has been disproven. um the i I, I want to persist a little in uh, in complaining about the. Uh, the, the very inspiring Alan Arkin speech that you praise. We'll, we'll, we'll continue that tedious conversation, uh, which this will be the not tedious for me. Yeah, I know. Cause you like to enjoy me watching me, uh, lose my cool. It's not going to happen this time. Right. It's not going to happen.
1: We'll see. Then I is young.
2: Trust me. Uh, um, uh, and then some of that AI stuff, maybe a little bit about, uh, anthropic and anything else. Uh,
0: and, there's, there's, there's,
1: Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Washington Examiner wrote a very good editorial about this horrible judicial decision that is at the bottom of our inability to deal with the homeless problem, Mm. at
0: least here in California. Okay. Uh, uh, All right.
2: So so Parrot Room is uh, patreon.com slash Parrot Room.
1: Right. 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 I'm going to talk about all the out-of-wedlock children I fathered.
2: That we should lead. We should
1: have. We should have them on the podcast. We should lead with that.
2: Now this is like the hunter type, like strippers. You don't even remember. Right. Right. Uh If I did, what can you say? What can you say if you don't even
1: remember? You wish them well. Maybe I should. uh, It's true. I was in such a fight. I should put out an all points bulletin saying, "Please come forward," Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, claim part of the vast cow's fortune.
2: Well, our audience is so Uh, big that there's mm a pretty good chance some of them are watching. I mean, if you, we're talking about the, the intersection of two very large populations here, you know. Chances are there's overlap.
0: Okay. It's true. Um, Patreon.com um, slash parrot room, right? See there. Right. Um, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait.
2: You got to show them the bird. I mean, why else would they come?
1: What about my grandchildren? What
0: about my grandchildren? Okay. There's more of that in the parrot room, folks.